At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This is our number three of the Nightcap coming to you from the VSIN studios here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. He's Holden Kushner. I'm Femi Bebefe. Uh, baseball, we just had a game go final out in the Rocky Mountains, out in your neck of the woods there. The Chicago White Sox defeat the Colorado Rockies 2-1 to one as the White Sox continue to creep closer to the yeah. top of the AL Central. Get this, Holden. It's the first time the White Sox have been over 500 since May 25th. So here they come. And Tony La Russa is still there. That's the shocker. Surprisingly. I, mean, I just saw, I'm watching Ozzy Guillen on the TV right now, the old manager, oh, yeah. long I time ago, 2005. I haven't seen him in a while. I mean, they say, hey, get Ozzy in there as the manager. Total, listen, Tony La is an old dude. I get it. Yeah. And Tony La Russa does not, how do we say this kindly? He really doesn't get to some of the younger players. Yeah. He, doesn't, I, he doesn't ingratiate himself to the players. That's a, I, I, he would be ingratiated if I knew what it meant. So anyways, <laughs> <laughs> but for La Russa, in all seriousness, um, he hasn't really gotten through to some of these young guys. Mm-hmm. There have been some bizarre, bizarre sequences, like walking dudes on 3-0 counts or, or on 1-2 counts. I mean, there's like a 1-2 count. I think he walked Trey Turner. Tony La Russa, it's been very odd. I love this guy from just a standpoint, you know, so much baseball, commands respect, knows how to do it. Um, I, I do have some concerns, though, that this team is not going to reach its ceiling because he's there. Yeah. Just it's he's a Hall of Famer. He's one of the greatest managers of all time. You would like to see somebody that ingratiate a little bit more of the numbers. I'm not saying you have to be 100. percent Like in the NFL, if I draw an analogy here, Brandon Staley went overboard last year. Like I, I love numbers. I'm all about numbers too. I'll use numbers, but sometimes you just gotta. There's got to be a feel here where you use your gut. That's why they didn't make the playoffs last year. And I feel like with Tony Larusa, he's just way too much on feel. It's like, all right, one, two count, but I don't think my guy can get the third strike. Let's just put him on first base. It, it doesn't really, it doesn't mesh well for me. But as far as the odds go with them winning the division, there's as talented as a team as it is. I mean, they've had some injuries, though. Eloy, Robert, all these guys have been banged up. Giolito still needs to get on track. But if you've got a futures in on the White Sox, yep. I mean, uh, you're like the Undertaker. You're coming out of the grave. <laughs> you're coming out of your tombstone. It's wonderful. Dead man walking. 
Uh, shout out to Aaron Oster, our producer. He's a big WWE fan, as is Wes shout Reynolds, out. who you will be working with tomorrow. You drop a WWE re- uh, reference with Wes Reynolds, I think you might you might shoot up. Note the to self. So go ahead. And Note to up. self. You see the scribble I'm doing here. <laughs> I'm not going to remember a damn thing you said about Wes Reynolds. I can't wait to work with him tomorrow. But I love you, Femi. Let's keep going. Let's keep this thing going, uh, and we'll keep it going with some more NFL futures. DraftKings has a prop up over at their shop. Most regular season wins, fewest regular season wins. Let's start with mm. the positive here first because we're a couple of positive guys. We don't want to get hey, too negative. you don't know me. <laughs> we're positive right now. Yeah. We're having a good time, so let's right. keep the good times rolling before good. we have to get negative. Uh, the favorite to have the most regular season wins, the Buffalo Bills at plus 450. The Bucks are at 5-1. to one. Packers plus 650. Rams plus 750. Chiefs and Chargers at 8 to 1, Colts 16 to 1, as well as the Denver Broncos, Dallas Cowboys, and Baltimore Ravens. Um, this is an interesting market because not only are you betting on a team to do well, you're detached from the postseason. So you don't need them to accomplish anything of significance other than getting a number one seed in their respective conference. How would you sort of attack this market? Because I feel like more teams now open up into this versus the Super Bowl market. There's certain quarterbacks who you just know aren't going to win Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. A lot of folks can win 13, 14 games, in yeah. my opinion. I did a whole expose on this. Big thing on the Denver City Cast presented by Bet Rivers, a podcast you can listen to, by the way. That's a fantastic If you're ever club. betting on the NFL, whether it be the Broncos, college basketball, college football, baseball, anything, Nuggets, Avalanche, I take care of it. So I did this whole thing, NFL regular season team record specials, right? So the first thing I dug up after all this – you kind of want to avoid AFC teams. Mm-hmm. You talk about a murderer's row, it's the AFC. You got the Bills. You got the Chiefs. I mean, I'm just going down the list here. <laughs> Chargers, Bengals, all these teams. That over really and over. Good. Ravens. Yeah. By the way, the Ravens, though, I, they, they're my favorite flyer for this bet, for the best regular season record. They've done it in the past. They've done it in the past. They got a healthy Lamar and... Their secondary is healthy again. We talked about that. Humphrey, all, mm-hmm. Peters, all these guys are back. Now, if there, if there is a team from the AFC you want to go with and you don't think the Bills have enough value, because at 5-1 to one on a future, that's really – that's not a great payoff. I'm betting mm-hmm. this. I'm betting at least three teams. I, I want to put myself in a good position. As you call it, a portfolio, right? Yes, sir. Call it a portfo- I want a portfolio. If I bet a 500, what, what is it going to do? It's, it's not going to help me. Not the, the safe bet is the Buccaneers at plus 550. Do I want plus 550, though? Not nah. really. No. No, it starts getting sexy for me around the Rams, plus 900. Nine to one, right? 12 and five, go and win the Super Bowl. Could they have a hangover? Yes, I guess. They also could just as easily come out and just pick up where they left off. They still have that elite defense, right? They still have Donald. They still have Ramsey. They brought in Allen Robinson. I think he's a great pickup. But look at this Rams schedule, though. And I know. Do you, do you think it's hellacious. Can, you think they can have a massive elite type of regular season with this schedule? Because yeah. they opened the season as dogs against the Buffalo Bills. The Falcons, that's a cakewalk. At the mm-hmm. Cardinals, could be tricky early season. At the Niners, we'll see what Trey Lance is hosting Dallas. Mm-hmm. But the second column is where you see some of the tricky matchups. 49ers, Bucks at the Saints, at mm-hmm. the Chiefs. This is not the easiest of schedules for the nope. defending champs. And I think it's something you got to take into account. So I'm right there with you. I, th- I think that the Rams, though, are a team that you at least have to have on your radar. Okay, at 9-1. to one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Your Cowboys, let's pass on them. Yeah, pass. <sighs> Bless you. I just sneezed. Does that ever happen to you on the air before? First time ever. No. Uh, yeah. Usually I get the hiccups, though. Yeah. And then there's the Ravens. Listen, I think this Ravens bet's seriously live. Okay, at 18-1. to one. So... Jackson's injured last year. They go eight and nine. 
They still have all the talent in the world. You and I are, uh, we will preach to everybody else that's listening. We're in lockstep. I think that, you know, to say that Lamar Jackson cannot throw the football is not accurate is incorrect. He's gotten better. He has gotten better. He has progressively gotten better. And I think he will continue to do so. Plus, he's the most electric runner, I think, in the game today. Mm -hmm. Um, If they stay healthy at 18 to 1, that would be my favorite bet here, would be the Ravens, even though. They're in the AFC. They are. And, and we check out yeah. the schedule here. Jaguars. It seems like the Jaguars play everybody. It's fascinating. They're on everybody's <laughs> schedule, I think. Uh, you get the Panthers. You get the Giants. You get, some, you get the Falcons. Look, there's some, there's some landmines on there. There's also some teams that they can really beat up. I'm not really enamored with the division. You get the Browns two times. You're telling me you wouldn't want to play the Browns a couple of times? Yeah, the Bengals are tough. Steelers are going to be tough. I think if there isn't a team from the AFC at 18-1, to 1, that is big enough for me to say they could do it. The Packers uh, over in the NFC, the Packers would be a team. If you think that they can get the job done running and playing defense, it's just with Rodgers as quarterback, even if he's a game manager, it's a, that's a team that could pay off in the NFC. It's not To me, it's not a very big pool because i got to take the Bucks and the Bills out of it. The Bucks to me, though, would be the safest. Yeah. The, uh, the, the, and again, 550, I want a bigger number. The safest bet on the board is Tom Brady, plus 550. Safest bet you can make. What about the Philadelphia Eagles at 18 to 1? Because we're we're, we're both higher on the Eagles, at least by process of elimination out in the NFC East. I like what they have in the offensive line. I like what they have in the defensive line as well. But the schedule, I think, is really what sets up. And I think Jalen Hurts, and while many folks might not believe in him to win a Super Bowl or to win playoff games, regular season games is a different thing. And we saw last year this Eagles team get on a roll in the regular season. If we could pull their schedule up right now, I can kind of go down this thing and show you how this could get a little advantageous for Philadelphia if things break their way. I mean, they start the year at the Detroit Lions. Uh They're four-point favorites in that game. Host the Minnesota Vikings. Right now they're two-and-a-half-point favorites. Maybe that ticks up to three by the time we get to kickoff. At the Commanders, I'm not very high on Washington. Home against the Jaguars, there's a chance the Eagles start this thing 4-0. At the Cardinals, no DeAndre Hopkins. Now it's tricky to go down to Arizona, especially for an East Coast team, for that for that late slate, that afternoon slate. So it's a tricky spot, but maybe they get the Cardinals there with Hopkins out with a suspension. Home for the Cowboys. Like I, Those first six games, I think you can find a 5-1 and one record there for the Philadelphia Eagles. Then you have the bye, and after the bye, you host Pittsburgh at Houston, hosting Washington. It wouldn't shock me if they won all three of those games as well. Yeah. So if you're sitting there at 8-1 and one, heading into Week 11, you could be live here. Now, it's not the biggest of tickets. It's 18-1. to one. It's not like you're getting 40-1. to one. But it's an interesting proposition here with a schedule that sets up rather huh. well because the NFC East, those teams have one of the weaker schedules playing the North and then also the AFC South. 18-1 to is a huge number, and it's exactly my sweet spot for this type of thing. And i got to be honest with you, it wasn't a team that I was even considering because mm-hmm. I wrote this up. You know, the teams I had, Bills, Bucks, Packers, Chiefs, Rams, Cowboys, Ravens. That was just in the pool before I even narrowed it down. I had not even really considered the, the Eagles to do that, and I like them too. Yeah. To me, that's a 10-7 and 7 team. But then you throw the factor of the, the uh, schedule in there, the possible hot start. The only thing about the schedule, and I think it is the most difficult thing, it's the one thing that all these numbers have not been able to predict for us, is strength of schedule. It, every year it changes, though, right? They try, like, oh, here's the strength of schedule. Yeah, the Giants look like garbage on paper. Yeah. Well, yeah. well if, you, if you go based off of last year's win right. percentage, I think you're – It's tough. That's a fool's errand. I think you got to use tough. 
win totals and quarterbacks, a mixture yeah. of those two, I think, is how, to, how you can base a strength of schedule. And also, rest advantages, rest mm-hmm. disadvantages. There's different spots from a rest standpoint. I think that also factors into some of these games. I'll just say two things about the Eagles that would keep me off of that bet. I need to see more out of Jalen Hurts. He, he can't throw 61% completion percentage. They're not going to win 13 games that way. And mm-hmm. The second thing is, let's see if Sirianni can make another adjustment after making the important adjustment last year think, oh, hey, we got to run the ball. We can't let Jalen Hurts throw it anymore. That moment will come again this season. What does Sirianni do? The Eagles, that's a nice, nice throw out there, though. I like it. Minnesota Vikings, 40-1? to No. Kevin O'Connell's a rock star. Maybe mm-hmm. there's upside there. Mm-hmm. If I hadn't have sneezed, you know, maybe this segment would have gone smoother <laughs> for me. But it didn't, Femi. <laughs> if, I, if I hadn't have sneezed... Maybe this segment would have gone smoother. Yeah, for me, uh, you did a you great job. Hey, you know, and that's. But when you're betting, you got to think about all these possibilities. Yeah. You got all the outcomes are on the table, especially when you have a new head coach like they do in the Twin Cities. On the other side, Darn A. Tripp of NBC San Diego joins the show to talk all things Padres next. This is the Nightcap on v the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare Looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams? Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of CityCasts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are CityCasts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back. This is the Nightcap coming to you from the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. Femi Abebefe alongside Holden Kushner. You are a host of the Denver City Cast, so make sure to check that out wherever you guys get your podcasts. But joining us now here, Holden, we'll talk a little bit of baseball and specifically the San Diego Padres. Darnay Tripp, sports anchor and reporter over at NBC San Diego. Darnay, we appreciate the time this evening. Want to start off with the guy that I'm sure you love to talk about right now, and he's not even on the team. So I'll ask the question this way. True or false, Juan Soto will be a San Diego Padre by the August 2nd trade deadline. Oh, man. Putting me on the spot right out of the gate. (laughs) As much as I would love to say true, and I'd be happy to have A.J. Preller prove me wrong, these, these big swings that he loves to take have just been 
they, they've proven difficult to connect on the last you know year or so, really since the off season prior to last season when they got you, Darvish, Blake Snell, and Joe Musgrove seemingly like within a week. And at that point, mm-hmm. it seemed like A.J. Preller was capable of anything. But that has not been the case. You know, last deadline, last offseason, he's made some subtle moves to improve the roster, but hasn't really been able to connect on the big fish. And obviously a ton of talk about the Padres. Um, but now with the Mackenzie Gore injury, you know, that, that hurts a little bit just in terms of the, mm-hmm. the, uh, the package that they could put together that could be attractive to a team like the Nationals. Now they still have a number of prospects that could be attractive to Washington. And you never know. I mean, so much of this is eye of the beholder, right? Like, who, who, who do the, the Nationals really feel strongly about? It might be more James Wood and Jackson Merrill than Mackenzie Gore and Robert Hassel. So that's, it's hard to determine. They certainly have the pieces but I also feel like there, there are opportunities to improve the roster with a guy like Wilson Contreras or Ian Happ or others without necessarily landing a guy like Juan Soto and, and losing so many of these prospects that, you know, might not provide that immediate help with the exception of a guy like C.J. Abrams, who's done some good things, but have the potential to kind of extend the Padres window. If you get Juan Soto, obviously for the next three postseasons, you're going to be in the mix, and it's a matter of can you sign them long term. Um, but uh, you know, obviously, Padres fans are, are hoping that's the case. There's a segment of the fan base that likes the idea of keeping some of the younger talent around and getting a guy like Contreras or others. So it's interesting. There, there's a lot of moving parts. Salary wise, they have to keep that into account because we don't know if Peter Seidler wants to push beyond that um, CBT, that tax threshold. Uh, they did it last year. If they do it this year, the penalties get a little bit steeper. So there's just a lot of uncertainty and, and some fairly attractive plan B's that I think, you know, wouldn't be surprised, uh, surprising to me if they ended up kind of taking that route rather than going all in for a one Soto. Well, it's interesting with Soto because the, this all started when he rejected the 15 year, $440 million contract from the Washington nationals. If the Padres were to pull off a deal for Soto, uh, my guess is they'd probably want to get a deal done soon with him. What do you think a contract for Soto might look like if you already turned down $440 million? Yeah, I mean, you hear people saying it's going to be in the fives. Um, and kind of the AAV and that, that Mike Trout range kind of in the mid-high 30s. Uh, so certainly expected to be somewhere thereabouts. I think it was just below 30 what the the offer was for the Nationals. And I, I also think... Part of it had to do with the uncertainty just in terms of the future for Washington and the direction that they were headed as well. Obviously, they've been sellers, and you know, since winning the World Series, you know, mm-hmm. things haven't gone great for them. You've got the Patrick Corbin contract. You've got the Steven Strasburg contract. So they're in a bit of a tough spot. And so I think part of it was the offer, and, and it seems like part of it was just the uncertainty around the future of the Nationals. For the Padres, from the Padres' standpoint, you know, Air Cosmer will be coming off the books here, and I, I might be three seasons up off the top of my head, but he's, Will Myers will be coming off the books after this season. Um, you've got a few contracts that by the time that kind of 2025 range rolls around um, will be coming off the books and could clear some salary. Manny Machado has an opt-out after next year. Now, obviously, you want to keep Manny Machado around, so that's not mm-hmm. the ideal uh, set of circumstances, but there are there will be enough money coming off the books that could present the Padres the opportunity uh, to re-sign a Juan Soto, to 
a long-term contract. And we know with baseball contracts, there's a lot of different ways to manipulate the money. At the end of the day, it does come down to AV for, for tax purposes and that sort of thing. But there, there's different ways to play around with the money, to backload it. That's what they did with the Fernando Tatis Jr. contract. I mean, I think he's making five next year, mm-hmm. seven after that, then 11. And then the money really starts to go up. And so uh, they could play around with that in different ways. But that, that will be the big question. But it's, it's funny. I think just from seeing the Twitter chatter amongst the fan base and that sort of thing, I think people are happy to go for it, even if it just means these two and a half seasons and the fact that it would put them kind of in that next level up potentially with the Dodgers for this period of time, even if you can't sign them long-term. Yes, because they're fans and it's not their money. (laughs) That's exactly (laughs) why. But darn it, you talk about Tatis. I think this is the biggest deadline deal that you're going to see. He took batting practice for the first time today. He's coming back. I mean, this that in its own right is just going to be a massive boost for this team. The second thing I would like to say about this, and please, will, will you address this? There, there's just going to be a million horrible reports about this. No way in hell Tatis Jr. is ever going to be in a package for Juan Soto. Correct? <laughs> yes, absolutely correct. I mean, if you want, if you want to have a fan base revolt, trade yeah. that guy. Yeah. Um, I just, I could not imagine in a million years. Right. The fact that just, you know, uh, whatever, 18 months ago, whatever it was, they gave him that statue contract. And um, he, he was just, uh, you know, he represents kind of the, the pivot point for this franchise and them getting to this point where they are relevant. And it was his arrival that coincided with giving Manny Machado his deal, knowing the promise of a Fernando Tatis Jr., and he was, in, you know, instantly had the fan base in the palm of his hands. And there's been some frustration just over the last year and everything that's, you know, played out with the, the mysterious accident that <laughs> led to him not being able to play the first half and beyond. But this, this organization, this fan base, um, I mean, he melts, he melts the people of this city. And so um, I would be stunned um and certainly don't expect that to be the case um so i i think i think fernando tatis jr safe i i, I forget exactly your first point oh uh, there was uh, listen i was just talking to myself listening to myself talk darn <laughs> I? it's something i often love to do is listen to my own voice but no in, in all seriousness and you and i could have a debate if we wanted to you probably don't i mean to me juan soto one of the top three pure hitters in the game tatis it, it seems like there could be a chronic injury in the shoulder but all that aside I mean, this team takes it to the next level with this kid. There's got to be a lot of optimism that even without a monster deal at the deadline, with Tatis coming back, doesn't this team have a legitimate shot to make a deep run? Yeah, I think so. You know, there's so much PTSD from last season with Padres where, you know, they got out to a great start, 18 games above 500 on August 10th, and just absolutely tanked, and I've often wondered if that hadn't happened, if that wasn't in the rear view, how would Padres fans feel? And I think they'd feel quite differently than they do um, right now and they have in the last month as a result of kind of seeing the team go on a bit of a slide. You know, and I asked Joe Musgrove and Manny Machado um, before the All-Star game, like, you know, people often say it's one guy. And, you know, look no further than what's going on in Anaheim to, to demonstrate how limited the impact of these upper echelon players can be mm. on a team's success. You have Shoei Otani and Mike Trout never make the playoffs and, and field a winning team. Um, but Tatis just has a different type of 
impact on the team. I mean, really since his first season, you know, when he suffered that back injury as a rookie, once again, the team kind of went into the cellar and like they lost their spark plug. They lost like the heart and soul. And as the Padres, you know, as he's gone, the Padres have gone game two of that series against the Cardinals hits a couple homers, turns to the dugout, gets everybody fired up. They explode, go on to win the series. So he just kind of has a different type of impact than a lot of players do. And obviously what he's able to do offensively, you know, this team is so sorely needed, um, just completely lacking slug. Um, that's been a huge issue for this team. And obviously 42 homers last year, that's something that, that he can provide. So you're right um, with your initial point being that he is the biggest deadline deal um, apart from Juan Soto that, that any team's going to have. Whether it's enough, it's hard to say. It depends on the night with his team. But certainly, you add Tatis in the lineup, that's, that's going to do you a lot of good. Uh, darn it. We got about 10 seconds left. The Philadelphia Eagles, Dark Horse Super Bowl team this year? <laughs> of course, Bevy. <laughs> I love talking to you now. I, I like talking to you less during the fall. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I've, I haven't been this psyched about a, a Philly offseason in quite some time. So I might be insufferable in the next few months. There we go. Thank you, Darnay. Darnay Trip. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. Baseball predictions made brighter. Join the Born in a Ballpark Challenge presented by Blue Moon to compete free for cash all season. Enter weekly prediction pools to fight for your share of $62,500 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Blue Moon now to join the action. Blue Moon made brighter. 21 plus only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. And always drink responsibly. Welcome back. This is the Nightcap coming to you from the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. Femi Abebefe alongside Holden Kushner. We just had Darn A. Tripp, sports anchor and reporter over at NBC San Diego on in the last segment. A lot of good information there from Darn A. about the Tatis situation. He's expected to come back, took BP for the first time today. He's going to get some live pitching later on this week, reportedly. And also Juan Soto. He says Padre fans really want Juan Soto, mm-hmm. but the organization is going to try to be careful in their pursuit of the national superstar. You know, when it comes to Soto and Tatis, I think it's a great conversation because I think I do think Juan Soto is a better player. I, I really do. I think you know, as time goes on, Tatis will have to move the outfield, get older. But as far as just a pure hitter goes, Juan Soto is right there in the top three. I can't say that about Tatis. Is Tatis the more flamboyant? Well, I guess he is. He's exciting although, as hell. Although Juan Soto is always staring at you and grabbing his crotch and doing all sorts of cool stuff to make you interested in the game, right? Please but don't no. do any of the things that Juan Soto does. Settle down, Femi. Settle. Don't even put that in my mind. <laughs> so but here, on, here's why. Here's that. why it wouldn't it wouldn't make sense. Tatis has an 80 year deal, which maxes out in like the 35, 36 million dollar range. At this point, you got a superstar. Even with the chronic arm issue, it seems like he's going to have. You got a superstar with that type of contract. Mm-hmm. There's no way in hell, no way in hell, you're trading Tatis in a package for Juan no. Soto. It's just there's too much value with Tatis now. He, as far as contracts go, now Otani is still the best value in baseball. He's going to make umpteen trillion dollars when it comes down to it. But 
for Tatis to be signed up for the amount of years, what we got, a dozen years to max out in the upper $30 million range, is just too much value with uh, Fernando Tatis. Not when Juan Soto's making $450 million, $475 million. It might be $500 million. Might be. We've, we said that with Bryce Harper, too. That is I mean, a Scott Boris number. He loves throwing out a half a billion dollars. He really wants that, doesn't Juan he? Juan Soto, oh, he's going to get it. Before Scott Boris is done, he's going to have about half a, million, a half a billion dollar man. Uh, it might be Juan Soto. It might. But ultimately, you're not putting Tatis in a package for Juan Soto. No, that, you be- can't do that. Because of the value of the contract, more than anything else. I don't care that the fan base fell in love with him. That fan base is going to fall in love with Juan Soto no matter where he is. <laughs> yeah. It's the fact that you don't have to pay this guy half a billion dollars over 10 years. I think that's a valid point as well. Um, got four games going on right now in Major League Baseball, starting in the National League. The Arizona Diamondbacks, they lead the San Francisco Giants 6-3 to in the bottom of the eighth. Also, the Dodgers have taken the lead against the Washington Nationals 3-2, to top of the seventh. We'll see if the Dodgers' run line can get home. Pre-flop, that was minus 130 when they were trailing 2-1, heading into mm-hmm. the bottom of the fifth. You could have gotten... Run line on the Dodgers at plus 205. So there's a chance. But also, you're running out of innings as well if you're the L.A. Dodgers, if the score holds as is. Uh, the Houston Astros taking on the Oakland A's. Right now, the Astros trail 4-3 to three in the bottom of the eighth out in the Bay Area. And then also the Seattle Mariners, who once led 3-1, are now tied up 3-3 three, three mm. with the Texas Rangers in the top of the eighth. The total in that game is sitting at 8 so we will see what happens out at T-Mobile Park in the Pacific Northwest. They're still giving you a total, huh? What's that juice on the under? Uh, let me see. I'm here. not seeing it on yeah, DK. Yeah, I don't, so see, I don't, see, it. I don't so, see a live yeah, number. We're usually in the, the pre-flop total was yeah. eight. Bottom of the eighth, they're taking that off the board. And that's fine. I see one shop that has seven and a half juice to the over. Well, of course, yeah. yeah. I mean, I would I, personally, g- given the low-scoring nature of the series and how under eight and a half was a pretty easy bet, like one more run in this game. The the issue you run into if you want to bet this live, you're like, oh, there's only going to be one more run. You get the extra innings, your under dies. Yeah, uh, the, the extra innings, overtime, that's where unders go to dive. So for me, total fade on the total right now. Well, let's see where some NFL teams might go to die as we get a little bit of negative here on this segment. <laughs> Remy, you just took a dark turn on this hey, show. Man, we had to make the transition. Wow. <laughs> The DraftKings Sportsbook has this prop up. We talked about the most regular season wins mm-hmm. about 20 minutes ago. Now let's discuss the fewest regular yeah. season, the seller dwellers who could be in the 2022 season. The favorite in this market, the Houston Texans at plus 275. You have the Atlanta Falcons at 4-1, to one, Seattle Seahawks plus 750, the New York Jets plus 850, Chicago Bears at 10-1, to one, Jacksonville 11-1, to one, Detroit Lions and Carolina Panthers are at 12-1. to one. The New York Giants 14 to 1, Pittsburgh Steelers 18 to 1, and there's a big drop off to the rest of the teams there. But how do you attack this market for fewest wins in the regular season? Well, let me tell you, Grim Reaper, this is how I'm gonna do it, okay? <laughs> hey, we're gonna I didn't make the prop, man. We're gonna Draft go season. we're gonna go with the Chicago Bears. We already went with the Bears at 12 to 1. That thing's dropped to 10 to 1 now. Yeah. Uh, this team's awful. I mean, god awful. And I go back to this. I feel bad for Justin. I don't really feel bad for him. I mean, he's going to try. He's going to get his money. Everything's going to be good. But <laughs> this guy has no shot to succeed because he's in the Bears organization. They cannot develop quarterbacks. If he has any chance of doing it elsewhere, fine. I don't see him being a transcendent talent. But look, they lost Allen Robinson. They lost Khalil Mack, two of their best players. You got a rookie who completed 58.9% of his passes last year. I think he gets better, but he's not going to be much better. 
Darnell Mooney, Cole Komet, David Montgomery, are these guys skill position players on offense. Cornerback, defensively. I mean, Jalen Johnson's their best, their best player, and he gave up a passer rating over 100. I, these guys are a complete disaster. They haven't developed a quarterback since World War II. And <laughs> it's funny, but it's also true. Yeah. I mean, there's no way to me that this kid can succeed the, it, with the dysfunction and incompetence in that organization. I think at 12 to 1, even at 10 to 1, you can give me the Texans, you can give me the Jaguars, it, Giants. My favorite bet, the first team I thought of, Chicago Bears, most losses in the NFL. You know what? I don't disagree with the Chicago Bears. Look, they're at 10 to 1. I've already bet this team at an alternate under here at Circa, under 5.5 at plus look. 200 there. Great just because I thought, I was like, I don't see six wins on this schedule. But almost kind of paired with your discussion of the most wins in the regular season, you said that you're not looking for the AFC. You want to identify mm-hmm. an NFC team mm-hmm. for the most regular season wins. Conversely, Shouldn't we be looking to identify an AFC team yes. in this market because the, the conference is so difficult yeah. that if a team is bad, they might really bottom out just because of a week-to-week basis. They're going to be playing a lot of quality teams. I'm only getting the Texans at 3-1. to one. Not worth it yeah, for me. Okay, it's, it's so very short. They're smart. They threw that out the window. Jaguars at 12-1. to one. I know everybody's high on the Jaguars. I mm. get it. There is a lot of young talent there, new head coach. Am I confident? I mean, three and fourteen last year. If this team doesn't win six games this year, that's a massive disappointment. I don't think they're going to be the worst team in the league. I think. I think. I wouldn't blame you for that. They did upgrade their D line and their their linebackers, but they also misspent a lot. Sixty million dollars for for the receivers: Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, and Evan Engram. Like, what are you doing here? I think that's going to hurt you more long term than right now. I don't like a lot of the moves, but the Jaguars are not there. My team. And the AFC is uh, Zach Wilson, uh, Times Person of the Year, according to CJ Ozama. <laughs> I did see that. His new, his new tight end, his new teammate. I very, just look at the Giants. Clever. Listen, I don't believe in Zach Wilson. I think Soleil is over his head. Uh, last season, we saw it again. They got Buffalo. They got New England. They got Miami. That's just the division. It's a tough division that they play in. Uh, well, yeah, let's look at the Jets schedule. If we yeah. can pull that up there, because it's the first nine weeks for the New York Jets is an absolute gauntlet. I think the whole 17 is going to be a gauntlet for them is the problem. <laughs> well, check this out, Holden. Yeah. Week one, they're six-point dogs to the Ravens. Uh-huh. Then they're at the Cleveland Browns. Whether uh-huh. Watson's there or not, Cleveland's going to be favored. Yeah. Then they host the Cincinnati Bengals, who are looking for revenge, actually, of what happened last year. Then you're at Pittsburgh, hosting the Dolphins, at the Packers, at the Broncos, host the Patriots, host the Bills. By, t- by the time they hit the bye week, yeah. there's a good chance they could be 1-8. and eight. Yeah. I think that's a great it's a great thought to go to the AFC and I think that the Jets for me are the team that could kind of unseat uh the Texans as the worst team and we're getting what 12 to 1 on them eight, uh, plus 850 now we're getting 8 and a half to 1 that line really dropped I thought I yeah. think I saw it 11 to 1 but yeah the Jets should be in the mix but for me it's very simple it's the Bears I, I really come into the season thinking the Bears are the worst team in the National Football League it's going to be a long season there mm-hmm. you give me that number 2 I like it a lot. I think the Falcons at four to one. The price is too short. So it's very short. Don't want to mess with that either. Uh, so no Texans, and then the Seattle Seahawks at eight to one. If Drew Locke has to be their starting quarterback, this could be a team that only wins five games. Gosh, Pete Carroll has too much pride. for well, Geno's not much better. If he was regular season wins, I don't. I can't see the Seahawks doing that. But the Jets, I agree with you there. Um, the Falcons, I think, are the worst team in football. But mm-hmm. that price is so short. Is there a long shot? a team that you think is seen as average or maybe above average that might just completely bottom out? No, not like the Bears. 
<laughs> I'm excited about he the said Bears. The, the Bears are the basement. Yeah, they are the basement. <laughs> According to nowhere to go but up. Are you going to play any Circus Survivor? They have it here. Uh, I mean, you just pick a team to win in advance. No, mm-hmm. Nothing against the spread, mm-hmm. just a straight up. I love Survivor. I mean, I pick on the Bears all season. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> Unfortunately, there's a few teams that play them twice. Yeah, there are a few teams that play them twice. Are you going to go to war with the Bears with the Detroit Lions? That's what we want to know. It's a losing proposition, Femi. <laughs> yeah, there's a, the AFC, I think, is where I would identify the team to have the fewest regular season wins. On the other side, we wrap up the show. This is the Nightcap on VEASAN. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare this is the nightcap on vsin the sports betting network The VEASAN football betting guides are coming soon, and there is no better way to prepare for the college and pro football seasons. Our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Reserve your copy of the football betting guides today and get access to everything we have to offer for the entire football season with a VEASAN all-access subscription. Make this football season your best ever. Subscribe now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Welcome back. This is the final segment of the Nightcap coming to you from the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. Femi Abebefe alongside Holden Kushner. And we have the look ahead coming up next. Greg Peterson, G-Unit, our guy. He'll be at the top of the hour. No he's, dinner. He, he said G-Unit brings the energy. No well, dinner because he, he came to the show hungry, ready yeah. to rock. And you, yeah. and you like your host to be hungry. I love the kid. Have him on the Denver CityCast presented by Bet Rivers all the time. But I saw him tonight. I was like, what did you have for dinner? He said, nothing. I know it's going to be, this show's going to be fire tonight. Exactly. Here at the Circa, you turn the TV on. First thing that pops up is the VEASAN feed. I'm trying to go to bed last night. I mean, I went upstairs. I'm tired. I'm like, I just worked with Femi. That was just draining. <laughs> I get into energy. bed. I turn the TV on. Here we are at Peterson. I'm like, I can't go to sleep, Peterson. There's just too much energy with this kid. It's one in the morning, so... I went, I went. I turned the TV off and I went to sleep. But I'll tell you this much: my girlfriend's in town. That's going to be tough for me to turn the TV off when Peterson's on there tonight. So make sure you stick around for the next three hours. Yes, sir. Uh, also going on in baseball right now to get you guys update. 
on what's going on in the MLB. The Arizona Diamondbacks lead the San Francisco Giants 7-3, to the bottom of the eighth. That game has gone over the total of 8.5. Uh, the Diamondbacks, as a plus-165 dog, look to be in a pretty good spot. The Nationals still trail the Dodgers 3-2 to in the bottom of the seventh. That total closed 9. So hmm. we're trending toward the under right there. The Dodgers were heavy favorites, minus 260 to bounce back. You see them on the live money line right now, minus 750. But the run line, look at that. Almost back up to the pre-flop number there. It's minus 120. Pre-flop, it was minus 130. Also in the American League West, the Houston Astros, they trail the Oakland A's now 5-3 to three in the top of the ninth. The A's get a little bit of an insurance run. We'll see if they can slam the door shut out in the Bay Area. The A's were plus 140, the underdog in that game pre-flop there. The total of seven, so that has also gone over the number as well. And then we're still tied at three at T-Mobile Park between the Texas Rangers and Seattle Mariners. That's in the top of the ninth. Um, but I'm curious, Holden. Are you? Because you're going to be here in Vegas until Friday morning. Mm-hmm. What's on the docket? Because this is the last show that we're doing together here, and it's been a pleasure. Last night, tonight, I've had a lot of fun meeting you in person. We've yeah. talked before in the past. I believe we did a Super Bowl pregame show. We had you on as a guest uh, talking props and everything like that. Um, but it's the first time we've met three-dimensionally. And I've enjoyed my time. Thank you. But what are you going to be doing? You're going to be hosting with Wes Reynolds tomorrow Mm -hmm. and also on Thursday. But when you're not working, you're not doing My Guys in the Desert, when you're not doing the nightcap, what does your Vegas time look like? All right. So I got My Guys in the Desert tomorrow, and then I do the the show with Wes, and I also got a show in between. But I will have some time. So what I was thinking, there's a full card of baseball in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. Uh, starting at 9.35 a.m. here in Las Vegas. What I was thinking, my girlfriend just flew in. She just got off the plane to text me. What I'm thinking is I bring her down to the sports book and we sit here and we watch baseball all day. What do you think? She hates baseball. I I was going to say, I don't know if she wants to do that. She hates baseball. (laughs) I'm just trying to get some alone time here in Vegas. That's all I'm saying. And I'm thinking Brace Phillies is going to do that for me, Femi. It might get it done. Yeah. I I don't know if your girlfriend's interested in the NL East. but uh, Well, I mean, if that doesn't work, maybe Angels Royals will go for it. And then when I show her my losing ticket from tonight, that'll really get her going. She's going to have a blast. (laughs) You know where else I'm not going? Where? I'm not going to do another Fremont experience. Oh. Uh, downtown Vegas, first time I was ever here. It's wonderful if you're into interesting atmospheres. I'm not into interesting atmospheres. I like my atmospheres boring. <laughs> I like to know where I'm going to end up at the end of the night. I but, like to know I'm, that's the door I came out of. That's the one I'm going to go back in. I'm not so sure that's going to happen if I do that again tonight. So, so nothing out of left field for Holden. No, no, no wild cards, no. none of that stuff. You no. like it straightforward and button up and boring. Now, in, yes. in your defense, because people might be listening, wow, this guy's in Vegas for work, and he's yeah. out here I'm saying old. that he wants to watch NLE's baseball at 9.30 yeah. in the morning, but you also lived in Las Vegas as well. Yeah. So you've been there, you've done that, mm. all the exciting things mm. that one might want to do out here in the Sin City. Uh, so you, it's going to be a little bit more of a reserved couple days here. Yeah, and I'm 48. Back in the Middle Ages, I would have been left for dead. You know, it's <laughs> like five, 600 years ago, it was over for me. Thank God I live in modern times. There's televisions and other things. But, yeah, man, I'm just going to try and work my butt off, keep it quiet. Hopefully nobody says anything to me. Meet the people that make decisions here. Hang out with Femi for a little bit. Use Femi's advice. Talk wrestling with Wes Reynolds. So make sure tomorrow (laughs) night you're here because hours uh, one through two will definitely be on WWE and the future (laughs) of Vince McMahon. Yeah, which is retirement. (laughs) <laughs> he gone. Yeah, yeah he, he gone. gone. He gone from what we saw yeah, last over. week there in the WWE. It's but over. A, it's a new era, not the Attitude Era, but a new era 
out there in the WWE. That's another, that's another wrestling joke there. But what, you say you're going to do your homework tonight, though, right? Like what kind of homework? Your wrestling homework? No. Pull up, pull up, I'm not going to do any wrestling homework. Pull, pull up YouTube. No, nah, he's old like I am. So he probably remembers Hulk Hogan and Macho Man. Yeah. If I can give him some throwback stuff, I don't want to have to. Br- I, you know how much work we just did to do this show to come in with bets. <laughs> I, I got I got Marlins Reds tomorrow night. You want me to spend time on who the hot wrestler is these days, Femi? It's not going to happen. No, I don't blame you. I don't blame no. you. I, I don't watch it as much as I used no. to way back in the day there. You want to yeah. go out to the Fremont Experience with me after this? Uh, no, uh, I, I'm not going to go there. I'm going to go home is what I'm going to do. Not go out to the Fremont Experience. It is a Tuesday night, and yeah. uh, I'm going to keep it. Keep it easy okay. on a Tuesday here. Uh, but it's, I'm interested to know, though, because right now we're sitting in this kind of a, not a lull period, but yeah. it's a transitioning period. Baseball is the main thing we have to bet on mm-hmm. and handicap right now. But college football is right around the corner. Mm-hmm. The NFL is also right around mm-hmm. the corner. We have all 32 teams now at their training camps, respectively. Uh, what does your process at this point look like from an NFL handicapping standpoint? And are you just cleaning up your numbers? Are you yeah. looking at player kind of uh, projections. What, what does that look like for you heading up for the season, which is 44 days away? So I'll, all I'm doing right now is sifting through all these futures props. Like today on My Guys of the Desert, team to allow the fewest points, team to allow the most points. There's so many different things on the menu. You've got to find soft spots, but you got to do the work. So why do you watch Visa? You let us do the work for you, right? Mm-hmm. And in all seriousness, you let us do the work. So basically, I mean, again, I'll go back to the girlfriend. She's like, why are you on your phone? I'm like, well, I'm looking up who's going to have the most losses. and tw- She doesn't believe me, but I'm like, really? That is my life. Yeah. I, I'm looking at a phone all day. I'm not texting anybody else. I'm not looking at pictures of a cat. I am actually going through multiple sports books and digging up these stupid props trying to make some money. And that's where I am right now, and I'm waiting for the season-long um, uh, receiving all yeah. the other props. A lot of them have dropped at some of the books. I'm waiting for all the books to drop those, and then usually – you know, a couple of weeks before the season starts, I'll get in. I'll start waiting till all the, the numbers are bit up, and we'll start betting unders there. Uh, but for the most part, I, I'm a little different, though. I just grind baseball. I love baseball. So mm-hmm. there's one week a year that stinks. It was last week. I took that week off of work. It was very calculated. Actually, it wasn't. <laughs> I took the week off of work, and it just so happened to be that it was the worst week of the year. <laughs> oh, but for yeah. me, there's no there's, – Wink, wink. Femi, there's really no slow time. There, to, to me, there's no slow time because there's always something to bet, except for last week. I'll be sitting here digging into the card after this, in all honesty. I'll go upstairs. I'll go look at tomorrow's games. We got early slate. I mean, I'll, I will probably be down here placing bets at around 8 in the morning. Uh, the the Braves-Phillies game, so a lot of baseball to do, but you're right. Like, there's a little glisten in my eye. You may have seen it. You may not. It wasn't because just because I'm working with you. It's because we were talking a lot of football. <laughs> It is just, it's, and, and it's almost here. We're almost, we're almost back in the saddle again. We talked a lot of football yeah. over the last two days. I yeah. mean, yesterday we went down the entire week one card. Correct. Gave our early thoughts on that. Gave some season outlooks on those teams and those specific matchups as well. And then today we talked a lot about the futures, MVP, offensive mm-hmm. player of the year. So I think we, we really gave football its justice just because with all these teams now at, at back at training camp, now we're going to start to hear the news, the nuggets. Yeah. I mean, Trey Lance, that news came out today. Something else might come out tomorrow. Players on pup list, guys who are uh, like Chris Godwin, who's going to be able to play sooner yeah. than we all thought here. He's not on the pup list. So it, it's an interesting time to kind of gather the news and also read the room, see what people like, see what yeah. others like. And if you like a different one, maybe that pre- presents a little bit of value for you to wait and wait up until kickoff to make a bet. Or if you like the same bet that a lot of people like, maybe you got to pounce on it right now, like Justin Jefferson to an offensive player of the year. Mm-hmm. I think now is a good time to kind of gauge 
the temperature on a lot of these teams, a lot of these players, in the awards markets, and just to get an overall feel before heading onto the season because you want to have a plan of attack. Follow the news. A lot of guys on pup right now. Don't overreact to it yeah, though, because you can cut off a pup really easily this time of the year. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And then you'll again. I get back into this. I feel better than ever. He looks better than ever. You're going to hear it's just a lot of subterfuge. Again, I'm not sure if I'm using the word correctly, but it's a bunch of BS at this point. Don't listen to too much of it. Get the noise out. And if you're not a diehard better just betting all, just relax. Yeah. Absorb everything for the next couple of months because once the season starts, it's over. Yeah. If you don't want to get into the nitty gritty, watch us. That's what we're here to do. Help you get into the nitty gritty so you don't mm. have to. That does it for the show here. It was fun working with you, Holden. You'll be with Wes Reynolds tomorrow night and Thursday night, but it was a pleasure. Thank you to Danny Vietti of MLB Wake and Rake Podcast. Also, thank you to Andrew Cowley, sports betting analyst at Covers, and thank you to Darnay Tripp of NBC San Diego. For Holden Kushner, I'm Femi Bebfe, our entire crew here at Circa, wishing you all the best. Coming up next, look ahead with Greg Peterson. For you play. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.